Conversations with Aaron and Jill on the Let Your Heart with Hope podcast. First of all, I need to say, happy Valentine's Day if you are listening today on Valentine's Day. This is my mom's favorite holiday. Yes. It's also Hunter's birthday and my dad's birthday. So Valentine's Day is really special to us. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about Hunter, but a lot about love and specifically God's love. And you know what I just realized, which I mean, I know this and this is like a truth that we've talked about before. But as I was saying, like, we know more of God's love because of Hunter. Yes, because of Hunter's love, how he loved us without even being able to speak a word. Right. I remember when Hunter used to blink three times to say, I love you. I miss that. I miss that so much. And I think one of the things that I learned most about Hunter is love about God's love for me and how to love other people well, how to love them intentionally. There is so much power in how you love someone by not even saying, like you don't even have to say, I love you, to speak volumes in how you love someone. Well, can I give a little bit of why I love Valentine's Day? Of course. For whatever reason, I just think this is God, actually, without, this is before I even knew God. Um, I've always loved Valentine's Day. In fact, my college friends all knew that and they would buy me flowers and candy and wine. <laughs> <laughs> but they all knew that Valentine's Day was special to me. And for whatever reason, like I said, I don't know why, but how loving and kind is God that not only would my husband's birthday be on Valentine's Day, A symbol of love, really. And you know, it's interesting because I know that some people have a hard time on Valentine's Day because maybe they don't have a significant other to share it with and they wish that they did, right? But um, my husband, born on Valentine's Day, and then my one and only son, Hunter, born on Valentine's Day as well. So it's interesting because Valentine's Day is bittersweet. In many ways, because your dad is obviously still here on earth and it's his birthday. So we celebrate his life and your brother is in heaven. And so we celebrate that he's in heaven, but it's also his birthday. So obviously I miss Hunter. I mean, I miss him every day, but there's certainly days where I miss him more. And on his birthday, we always go to the cemetery to, um, and not that, you know, I just want to share that I don't go to the cemetery because I believe that, you know, Hunter's there or anything like that. And it doesn't necessarily make me feel better to go to the cemetery. I don't spend a lot of time there because I know that Hunter is not there, that he, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So Hunter is with Jesus and that brings me so much comfort and I'm so thankful for all that God has done. But God has revealed his love to us through Hunter's life in so many ways, like you said, and I I hope we get to dive into that. But there are so many verses about love in the Word of God. And one of those is, God demonstrates His own love for us in this, while we were still sinners, Christ 
died for us. I Romans love that 5, verse. 8. And John 3.16. John 3.16. Right? I mean, I literally have it on my sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now. I have the word loved on my sweatshirt and John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And when I get to share our testimony, our family's story, and I get to talk about Hunter, I always share how God gave us our our one and only son to bring us to his one and only son, Jesus. And I believe that, yes, I have experienced love before knowing God, but there is no love like the love of God. And I have learned how to love and true love through God's love for me. I just want to go back to Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I want to go back to something that we have talked about in the past. It was actually one of the 10 truths to anchor you in healing, that God loves you and he won't change change his his mind. mind. And every time I read this verse, I think of that because it's so easy to believe that something that we've done could keep God's love from us. But the truth is, is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is the greatest act of love, is that he was willing to give his life for us because he loved us that much. It just brings me so much comfort to know that no matter what I've done, no matter what I will ever do, that God's love for me is the same, that it never changes. He can never love me more and he can never love me less. And that applies to every single person. If you are living and breathing, God loves you and he won't change his mind about you. I want to share a quote that kind of goes along with what we're talking about. It's Matt Chandler. He says, What made me love Christ wasn't that all of a sudden I started figuring out how to do life. What made me love Christ is that when I was at my worst, when I absolutely could not clean myself up and there was nothing anybody could do with me, right at that moment, Christ said, I'll take that one. That's the one I want. Oh, I could cry just (laughs) reading that. But that's Christ's love for us. He doesn't see our sin. He sees what he did in our place. It brings me so much comfort. I remember I was really struggling with just comprehending the love of God. And my friend said to me, he loves you not because you are lovable. He has set his love on you because he decided to, not because of anything you have done or will do. The truth is, is we all fall short. We're sinners. We live in a fallen world. We are not perfect and we never will be. But I'm so thankful that I do not have to be perfect for God to love me. I do not have to be perfect for God's perfect love because his love is perfect. And no matter what I've done or will ever do, his love for me never changes. And the same applies to every single person that's listening. We could never exhaust talking about love, especially God's love. But what a perfect day to be talking about the love of God on Valentine's Day and on a day that most people celebrate the gift of love. And that's exactly what it is. It is a gift from God. And I thought maybe if this is okay, Aaron, with you, I thought we could go through verses that talk about the love of God because there are many verses in the Bible that talk about his love that we could go through each one and maybe just 
you know, talk about it. And so share the verse and then talk about what that verse means to us right now in our walk with him. Let's do it. All right, let's go. All right, so. Can we start with what love is? Because the Bible is very clear about what love is. I'll read it. Yes. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And then if you go down a few verses, it ends with love never never fails. fails. And you know what? Human love fails. It does. And if you were to put your name Mm, in this verse, I feel feel like that's really a good indication of how your relationship with God is and how you're walking in the truth. I think it's important to insert our names in this when it comes to our relationships with others, too. Well, yeah. This is a very common verse for weddings. I know. Parker and I included this verse um, at our wedding, but it's true. Are we patient with with the ones we love? Are we kind to the ones we love? Do we keep no record of wrongs? Mm. I mean, in marriage, come on. It can be easy to keep records of wrongs. I'm just saying. And God doesn't do that. But God doesn't do that. So if we look to love himself, which God is love, we can know how to love each other. We can know how to not be envious, how to not boast, how to not be proud, how to not dishonor others. We can learn how to have a love for others that always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And that makes me think of First John four nineteen. We love because he first loved us. Okay, we cannot love if we if we read this again. We love because he first loved us. He had to love us first in order for us to even know what love is. In order for us to even extend love to another person, we have to know the love of God, and that love has to be in us, dwelling in our hearts. And I'll never forget Uncle Mark when he would come over. This was before I was walking with Christ, and he would come over. It was soon after. Hunter was diagnosed with crab A disease, and that we were told that he would not live to see his second birthday. I remember Uncle Mark would come over with his Bible and concordance and CDs, and I thought, who is this Jesus freak, and how can you love Jesus that much? And I remember him coming over, and we had so many conversations about God and His Word, and we talked a lot about the book of Job, which is crazy, but he said something to me that I will never, ever forget for as long as I live. And he said, Jill, I know that you love your children. I know you love Hunter and Aaron, but you will never, ever know what real love is until you know the love of God through Christ. And obviously, I didn't mention Cameron when I just said that because she was not born yet. But he said that to me. And I thought, first of all, I was offended. I was. I was offended. I was like, wait a minute, how do you know how much I love my kids? Like, I would die for my children. And I was just kind of offended by that. And I thought, it wasn't until I got to know the love of God that I realized that the love that I had, which was, you know, love, as far as I thought, was nothing compared to the love of God. And that once I had his love in my heart flowing through my life, I was able to love people in a wholly different way, totally different than what I knew before that. And not only that, in a very pure way, because it's God's love flowing through me. 
And that brings me to another verse. It's in 1 John 4, 7 through 8. In fact, 1 John is all about love. And it's a very short book. So if you have yet to open the Bible, go to 1 John. And this verse says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not know love does not know God, because God is love. I love that. Simple. God is love. It's who God is. He is love. So how can we know love without God? We can't. We have to know God because God is love in order to have his love dwell in us and then therefore love others. And as Jesus called us to, to love our enemies. Mm, That's a hard one. Well, that's really hard. It's impossible in and of our own strength. We can't do that without the love of God in us. But when we know how much God loves us, how can we keep from loving others, especially our enemies? When we look at what God has done for us, we were enemies of God before we were saved, before God died for us on the cross. We were enemies of God, but he still loved us even then. He right. still but like we said, loved us. Even while we were still sinners, right. Christ died for us. And then that makes me think of 1 John 3, 18. Again, like I said, go to 1 John if you've not opened your Bible ever. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Like action. Yeah, live it out. Love is not just words. It's deed and in truth. Like speak the truth out loud, but speak the truth in love. Like when you have God's love in you, you're able to speak truth to other people with love, not with condemnation, not with legalism, but with, it's all wrapped up in his love. Well, and when God's love is in you, you can't help but pour it out. When his love is just flowing through you, you can't contain it. You want to share his love with other people. And that verse that we, well, we didn't say it was a verse, but we kept saying, love your enemies. It's Luke 6, 35. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Mm. But love your enemies and do good, expecting nothing in return. I'm telling you right now, you cannot do that apart from God. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. And and so it should be. God knows that. God knows that we cannot live a godly life without him. Nor w- could we even try on our best day. Our best day, we're not we don't even come close. Yeah. Right? But love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Jesus makes it very clear how we are called to live our lives, but he also makes that clear knowing that he We can't do it without him, that we need him to live a life filled with love. And I I love this um, other verse. It's in Matthew 22, 36 through 40. And some disciples and followers of Jesus said to him, they asked him, they said, well, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Because they were all about the law, right? Mm, That's what their culture was all about at that time. And Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend 
depend all the law and the prophets. So to love God first, and then to love others. And we cannot do that without God, without a relationship with Him, with Him, without knowing Him. We can't do that apart from Him. It's impossible to do that because, once again, we already said it. In 1 John, it says that He is love. So in order for us to experience real love and to know real love and then to extend real love, we have to know God's love first. And how do we know God's love? We know God's love through Christ and through a relationship with him. I was just going to say, what do we say to the person who says, well, how do I know God loves me? People that maybe you haven't read the word of God. How do I know that God loves me? Look at his word. Look at these verses that we're sharing. God shares his love with us. He talks through all throughout his word. How deeply he loves us. And so if you're wondering how God could possibly love you, look to his word. And I promise you that when you spend time in God's word, when you get to know him, not only will you find that he loves you, but you will find that you love him too. Mm. And truthfully, the greatest display of God's love was sending Christ to die for us. The cross is a picture of love. Yes, it is. I want to read this quote It's in The Purpose Driven Life. It says, if you want to know how much you matter to God, look at Christ with his arms outstretched on the cross saying, I love you this much. I'd rather die than live without you. That kind of makes me want to cry. (laughs) All right. We're crying in this episode. (laughs) Well, just because it's overwhelming. Yeah. Greater love has no one than this that someone would lay down his life for his friends. That's exactly what Christ did for us. And I think the reason why it makes us so emotional when we talk about God's love for us is because we know that we are so undeserving of God's love. Yes. We know the sacrifice of Jesus for us. We know what we've done. We know what we haven't done, but yet we know how much he loves us. And that's why it makes, at least for me, why it makes me emotional is because I know that my story is messy. And yet Jesus still loves me the same. Like we talked about at the beginning, God loves me and he won't change his mind. I just want to share one more quote that really just speaks to me. And I think that it'll speak to the person listening to who may be struggling with knowing God's love. It's by Ann Voskamp. She says, love looks you straight in the eye and says, I know where you are most ashamed, most afraid, most alone, and nothing could ever make me walk away. Nothing, nothing will ever make God walk away from you. Nothing will ever make God love you any less. I hope that that encourages you listening today because I know that when I am reminded of God's love for me, it changes everything. And I just also want to mention that part of God's love for us is his discipline. Mm. You know, when I think I'm a mom, obviously, Erin, you know that I'm a mom and we discipline our children because we love them and we don't want them to hurt and to go through pain and to suffer. And so we discipline them so that they know, you know what, you can't do that because you're going to get hurt. It reminds me of, and I've said this so many times, and I've shared this with you before, the dog fence. Like we have an electric dog fence in our backyard because we want to protect our dog. And if the dog goes close to the fence 
or goes beyond the fence, they get zapped and it hurts. But beyond the fence is danger. So, and that makes me think of God's word and his love. His love is a protective love. And God has given us his word, his boundary, so to speak, his, you know, the dog fence to protect the dog. Well, God has given us his word to protect us. And when, you know, we obey what God has called us to do, it's a reflection of our love for God. Um, and Jesus said that in the gospels that like when we obey God, we're reflecting the love that we have for him. And he gives us that boundary in his word to protect us because he loves us so much. So, you know, people will think, oh, God's, you know, do not do this, do not do this. Well, he tells us that because he loves us so much and he knows what's going to hurt us. So he's trying to protect us. Yes, he's given us free will to make our own choices because hes it's not a forced kind of love. God does not force us to love him back. He demonstrates his love for us through Christ. He loves us. He is love, but he does not force us to love him back. That's a choice that we have. And you're right. You said it. When you get to know God and get to know his love, you cannot help but love him back. And how do you show your love for God? By obeying his commands. And by, by living, loving others. Right. And by living for him. And it's really an overflow of our hearts. Yes. We love others because we love God. We want to obey God because we love him. It's not like we have to force it. When we are just wrapped up in God's love, we can't help but love other people. And we can't help but want to honor and glorify God with all that we say, all that we do, and share the hope that we have in Christ. Honestly, I think that that is the greatest form of love. The greatest way that we can love other people is to share Jesus with them, yes. to share our story, yes. to share what God has done in our life. That is love, sharing God's love with others. Yes. And I love, there's a prayer in, um, oh, I call it a prayer. It's part of God's words in Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. It says, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Again, we cannot exhaust all there is to know about the love of God, but look at the cross. Mm, look yeah. at what Jesus has done for you so that you can know the love of God so that you can be filled with the love of God so that you can truly, purely love others and ultimately love your enemies, which is impossible. It's what we're talking about is impossible without knowing the love of God and the love that God has for you. Before we end this episode, Erin, I want to say again to everyone listening, happy Valentine's Day. Yes. We are, okay, so we made the candy salad. So <laughs> I don't know if you know what the candy, candy salad is. It's really the most unhealthy thing for you, probably. You literally just take a bunch of candy, which we did Valentine's Day. Well, yeah, candy, hearts, obviously. Hearts. Red, pink, all of that fun stuff. And you just throw a bunch of candy 
in a jar and you mix it all up. And then it's like we did clear glass jars. So, it you know, it's looks nice. it looks <laughs> nice on the shelf and everything. But, yeah, it's just a little fun thing we're yeah. doing to Candy celebrate Salad. Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And again, it's. Happy birthday to Jim. Happy birthday to Hunter. If today is your birthday, happy, happy birthday. birthday and happy Valentine's Day. And Aaron, can you end and close with what you have said in other episodes and the 10 um, truths to anchor you in healing? You shared this there. And if you could share it again, you shared it already in this episode, but it is so powerful. And if, and I literally, since you have said that, I have reminded myself of that. I've said it to myself over and over again. Yeah. So can you share that? Yeah. Before I share that though, I want to say to the listener that we love you. Yeah. And we are so thankful for you. And Although we haven't met a lot of you, we hope that we will someday. Yes. And we are just so thankful for you. And we hope and pray that you know God's love more after listening to this episode. And the final thing I will say is that God loves you and he won't change his mind. That's it. That's I love it. That so much. So I love if you that need so to remind yourself of that ever, just remind yourself of the truth that he loves you and nothing you can do will ever change his mind about you. Mom, will you close us in prayer? I'd love to. Heavenly Father, while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. The greatest display of love is the cross and what you did for us on the cross. And Lord, your word says so much about your love for us, that you are love. Lord, I pray that we would know your love and that your love would pour out of our lives into the lives of other people and that we can love them the way you love them. And that eventually, and I say eventually, God, because you know, you know it's a struggle, Lord, that we would love our enemies. But if we know your love, we can love our enemies, Lord. I pray specifically for someone out there right now that does not feel loved. And ultimately, love is based not so much even on a feeling, but on the truth that you are love and that you gave your one and only son for us to know your love. Lord, I pray for that person that they would know right now how much they are loved by you, that you would reveal it to them in a powerful way, and you would draw them to yourself so that they can know your love in a way they never had before. Because, Father, your love is immeasurably more than anything that we could ever ask for or imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.